What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So is this what we're going to be talking about for the next year? Year and a bit? Is immigration? As I said at the outset, it seems as though there are politicians on both sides of the spectrum who are looking for ways to exploit this issue. uh, And I think that takes us down a dangerous path, certainly for the liberals. Now, look, when when the the liberals were last in power uh, under Gretchen and Paul Martin, uh, the number of immigrants on an annual basis that, that came in under that government was lower than the numbers under the Harper conservatives. Does that mean that the liberals under Cretchen and Martin were were racist and intolerant and and the Harper government was enlightened? No, of course not. But now we're at a point, I guess, where the liberals have decided what's an appropriate number of of immigrants each year. And either you agree with that or or you're intolerant. We can have a a reasoned and rationed debate. Maybe 250,000 is a good number. Maybe 300,000 is. Maybe much more than that. But I think if we're going to allow this debate to be polarized for political reasons, then what exactly are we accomplishing other than moving poll numbers and getting votes? And that shouldn't be the impetus. Uh, It's been pretty clear that that this is the battleground that Justin Trudeau would love to fight the next election on. And we've had uh, little hints of that uh, in recent days. Certainly, uh, there are some politicians on the other side uh, who seem more than happy to play into all of that. Uh, so I'm rather dismayed by all of it. Uh, I suspect our next guest is Chris Selly, is a columnist for the National Post, nationalpost.com. Had a great piece today uh, on the dangerous game that the liberals are playing here. Chris, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, so wh- how did we end up in, in this debate? Well, uh, you know, I mean, I, the, I think we can kind of ratchet it all back to this um, unprecedented, or at least unprecedented for many years, flow of um, irregular border crossers, as, as um, the liberals like to call them, people just uh, walking across the border, mostly in Quebec, uh, into uh, Canadian custody where they're screened and then let go in, in almost every case, and then they, they're free to make a refugee claim. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that you know, I think quite understandably um, perplexes a lot of people. I mean, the idea of border security uh, in Canada is, is never been quite what it is in some other countries. Um, but the fact that more and more people seem to be coming and the fact that they, the Liberals do not seem to have devoted the resources necessary to handle them both in the short term and in terms of expediting their claims so that we can um, either accept them or send them on their way in a reasonable length of time uh, has brought up some very um, honest concerns among people, and those honest concerns can be exploited on both sides right. uh, in, into some you know, less honest concerns or, or some full-on sort of rabble-rousing that, that you've seen from someone like Maxine Bernier. Right. So it's deflecting in a lot of ways. That Rather than the liberals defend their record on this, it's much easier to frame it as tolerant liberals versus intolerant conservatives. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And, and, and the problem with that, of course, is that their version of tolerance uh, tends to stop as soon as the 
these people cross the border. Uh, you know, real tolerance would in, would involve throwing the necessary resources at this problem uh, in order to uh, you know adjudicate their claims in a reasonable length of time. And they've thrown some resources at it, but by no means enough. And you know, that's asking that's taking a risk because Canadians are remarkably tolerant um, of uh, all forms of immigration, including people streaming across the border um, unchecked. And there's nothing we can really do to stop that latter phenomenon. But the more these backlogs grow and the less uh, the government seems to be getting a real handle on it, the more you are risking um, that remarkable uh, tolerance and acceptance that we have in Canada because that is born to a great, de- uh, to a great extent of the fact that, that we, have the, we have the opportunity to pick and choose who comes here just by sort of luck of geography. Right. So is, is there a risk of a backlash here that if the Liberals are going to exploit this issue for, for partisan purposes, that, that it, it may turn Canadians against immigration? I, I mean, I really don't think that, that, that there's anything going on right now um, that could actually, you know, materially reduce support on Canadians for immigration because it's it's pretty strong. Um, you know, there is some opposition at the margins and, and people can disagree on, you know, as you said, you can disagree on in the magnitude of, you know, 50,000 or, or 10,000 or 100,000. But I don't think there's any real threat. I, I, I do think that, um, you know, if, if Trudeau's going to run around calling people racist to say, hey, when are you going to give Quebec the money it's asking for to manage these um these border crossers, uh, it could create a political backlash um, because people don't like to hear that. And this person in Quebec who, who, who he lost his rag at seems to be a genuinely unpleasant person, but she was asking questions that lots of uh, perfectly reasonable people are asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so no, I, like, I'm not so worried about support for immigration being threatened, but I, I do think that it's shaping up in, into a nasty um, political dynamic yeah. uh, on both sides. Well, it is, and, and, and I don't like it. I, I mean, the fact that, that there seem to be some conservatives who want to make a, a martyr out of this, this woman and, and, yeah. and give that movement oxygen, that's not going to end well. But it, it, it all just seems a little, you know, preconceived. I mean, just it almost seemed like a, a rehearsed response that the prime minister had. I don't know if they were tipped off about this group crashing his event, but again, I mean, the, the answer he gave and the question that was asked really didn't seem to match up at all. No, that's right. And, and, and if he knew that, that she was uh, a member of this anti-immigration group, then if I was him, I would have said so uh, when he was asked about it a few days later, because that's a pretty good explanation, right? If, if he knew that, that she was there as, as sort of a ringer for this um, racist group, then fair enough, right? But if, if he was actually just losing his mind over some fairly reasonable questions, um, then, then that is just, I mean, I, I don't know if it was rehearsed, but I, I do think it's of a piece with um, Trudeau has this sort of theatrical uh, bent when, when, when he's trying to sort of uh, make a point about you know, sort of fundamental tenets of Canadian society and, and acceptance and, you know, we have to go beyond acceptance, we have to love, and he, he gets very sort of... Um, well, they're platitudes. I mean, he's, he's not one to are, delve yeah. into the specifics. He's not a policy wonk no, by any passion, stretch, right? He's, a passionate, he's passionate about platitudes, yes. uh, is the point. And, and, and that, to me, is, is what, that's what I saw on the tape, was him saying, oh, here's an opportunity for me to really, you know, 
let it fly, uh, and I, I'm going to you know give this woman something to remember, and everyone will really appreciate this afterwards. And a lot of people did seem to appreciate it, um, but I don't think it was necessarily a good political move either for his own purposes or, or for the overall uh, just the overall tenor of discussion. Right. And as you say, I mean, I can't believe. Like I, I, I'm, I'm amazed to see the conservatives glomming onto this even after they knew that this woman was a, a genuinely intolerant person. I, I mean, yeah, okay, she was asking questions that they might ask themselves, and they do ask themselves, and that's fair enough. But, but to make a martyr out of uh, a genuinely unpleasant person who, who you know, Stephen Harper would have chased out of the party with a pointy stick, I, I don't know what they're doing, and that that does give me pause. Um, to wonder if, if they really if they're thinking of really going wide on this yeah. in the next campaign. Well, yeah, I mean Stephen Harper and and you know a lot of people criticized his leadership style, but he kept a lid on this kind of stuff. And and certainly, and, and I'm sure Jason Kenney would love to come on and tell us all about all the outreach they did over the years, and he played a big role in that in reaching out to to various ethnic groups across the country. The conservatives seem to be at a crossroads right now, and I, I don't know if Andrew Shear, you know, has the gumption to to really crack down on all of this or make it clear where he stands and where the party needs to stand. Um, you know, this week in Halifax could be telling for them. You know, I mean, they, you know, they, they kind of flushed some of that down the drain uh, in 2015 with their barbaric cultural practices line. And, yeah. you know, the, the Harper seemed desperate enough to kind of torch some of that, um, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of take off, the remove the lid that he'd put on the, on, on the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I think part of it is conservatives conservatives seem to feel emboldened just to kind of um, speak their minds these days. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's a leadership thing. I don't know if it's even necessarily a bad thing um, for people to speak their minds if, if that's what they're thinking. Um, but it's certainly, it's, it's what, what Sheer is tolerating here um, and, and indeed not just tolerating, but endorsing when it comes to this woman in Quebec, um, that's, that's a place that no federal Cana- Canadian Conservative Party has ever been on the campaign trail. And, you know, I guess, I guess they can picture Justin Trudeau. You know, if Justin Trudeau calls him racist, they can say, well, he calls everyone racist. And there's, right. there's some truth to that. <laughs> but that doesn't make, it a good, uh, doesn't make it a good platform for them. No. Well, and I think that's why conservatives need to distance themselves from, from those on the fringe. I mean, you don't want to, to lend yourself to that narrative because clearly there is a difference between mainstream conservatives raising legitimate issues uh, and those on the fringes who have very nativist and, and even racist uh, agendas behind them. And, and conservatives need to really make clear that we don't want anything to do with those people. That's not what our agenda is about. I get the sense that that's what um, you know, some conservatives have tried to do. Michelle Wemple, Aaron O'Toole stand out as a couple of examples in the last week or so. But um, maybe I don't know. I don't know if it's a temptation to, to pander to certain crowds. I, I just I don't I don't get what it is. I mean, I, I think there's a I think there is sort of still this post Harper kind of to hell with all this. Like we're doing well in the in the polls, anyways. We're going to just speak our minds, and and there's a real distaste for this. A uh, visceral distaste for this sort of um, touchy-feely Trudeau, uh, that, that Trudeau brand of, you know, tolerance, which is just such a sham. You know, he, this is a guy whose government is doing everything it possibly can to keep people away from the uh, Canada-U.S. border from coming. You know, they're 
people flying to Nigeria to try to convince people not to not to come to Canada. They won't do anything about the Safe Third Country Agreement. And then, then he's screaming at someone um, as being racist because she's asking about the cost of it all. I mean, it, it's just it's just insufferable. Um, but even what Bernier is saying is not all that crazy. Like, it's not all that fringe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, I don't know why he's running his mouth about it. Like, it, it, it seems to lack any kind of grounding in current events, um, you know, because he's not talking about illegal um, border crossers. He's talking about, he's just suddenly talking about uh, the number of immigrants, you know, legal immigrants that, that we should have, and suddenly multiculturalism is a, is a threat to social cohesion. And I mean, that just kind of came out of nowhere, but it, it's not all that nuts. It is, if anything, it's it's sheer glomming onto this, this thing Trudeau said in Quebec. I mean, as you say, to make a martyr out of someone like that really is, um, deliberately or otherwise, kind of shouting out to the fringes mm-hmm. uh, and saying, you have a, you have a voice uh, here in this party. Even though she didn't say anything particularly um, nasty, we know that she believes pretty nasty things, or her friends certainly do. So I, I, I'm, I'm really surprised um, that Sheer, of all people, would do that. Um, I, I, it, it's just it doesn't, and yet I don't believe for a second that he that he really even cares that much. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it seems calculated and and performative in the same way that Trudeau does. Um, but it's it's just it's not an issue that you should be playing, you know, playing around with. No, um, it's it's not. not an issue like 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 gun control or. You know, like, like the long gun registry or, you know, the wheat board. This isn't something you, you this isn't just, you can't just indulge your, your ideological preferences without thinking about the bigger picture. No, that's very true. Now, you use the word insufferable, and I think that would accurately describe how most conservatives view Justin Trudeau. But I wonder if there's a risk on his part that, that the public kind of tires of this act, that, that, it's, that it's all substance, it's all platitudes, you know, it's all touchy-feely kind of language. Uh, there's, there's really no defense of, of the record. There's not a lot of specifics being proposed. Uh, I, I get that he would rather fight a, an election on these kind of vague terms, right, uh, tolerant versus intolerant. But do you think the public starts to, to tire of this act? Absolutely. I mean, he already won that election. <laughs> like he, he won the election on tone. People were sick of Stephen Harper, uh, understandably so, I think. And and the, his tone got all the worse as, as the election wore on. Um, and now, you know, we get these these signals, as you say, that he wants to run again on on tolerance. Well, what about all the stuff he said he was going to do. I mean, you look at this this week or just recently, he's been, they've been talking up the idea of a, of a holiday to commemorate uh, victims of the residential school system. And it's like, well, and, and that strikes me as a perfectly logical idea. But at the same time, they're three years into an agenda that where they've fallen so short of all these promises they made um, to First Nations and on reconciliation. And I mean, that's, that's almost just like saying, well, we, you know, we, we failed on a whole bunch of substance, but like, how about a holiday? You know, that's, we do that pretty well. Um, I, I do think that that so much of so much substance is kind of, or, or if if people projected substance onto Justin Trudeau, a lot of it seems to have fallen away. Uh, and despite Andrew Scheer not being a particularly compelling leader in, in any traditional sense, I mean, nor was Stephen Harper, I suppose, but they, they are very close in the polls. Um, so it does. It certainly seems to me that that you know a, a significant number of p- 
people uh, who might have supported Justin Trudeau are, are more and more seeing, well, hang on, you know, this guy is, is not quite what I thought he was. And, and, you know, if you look at the polls, it all kind of stems back to that India trip, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you wanted to kind of um, demonstrate to the world that, that you're, you're a little more style than you are substance, uh, that week in India, I mean, couldn't have been better tailor-made to make people say, hang on a second, <laughs> like, this guy's just dancing around and posing in various costumes, like, who exactly is our prime minister? Right. Well, yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, NationalPost.com, much more there, including your piece today, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Griselli, columnist for the National Post, NationalPost.com. Yeah, and, you know, I said, a lot of people said it at the time. This is going to sting. That's going to last for a long time. We'll be able to say that India trip, and everyone will know what we're talking about. Uh, interestingly enough, Andrew Scheer says he's going to go to India in October to try to repair some of the damage to the relationship. Uh, I don't know if that's necessary, but I guess we'll see how that goes. To me, that's the issue, right? There's the liberals' record, how they've governed over the last four years, or well, it will have been four years come next year's election, the broken promises, etc. That's what it should be about. And I think that's where Andrew Scheer is going to get a lot more traction. You know, the liberals would love to fight uh, a battleground uh, over this, this whole issue of, you know, we're the tolerant ones, they're the intolerant ones. Do we like immigration? Do we like diversity, et cetera? I don't think that's a winning strategy for conservatives. And it's just kind of a pointless strategy given the abundance of very specific and material issues you can batter the liberals over the head with. I guess we'll see what they decide to do. I mean, we'll get some indication, I think, coming out of this uh, week's conservative convention in Halifax. And once we start to get into to platform season and promise season around next year's election. You know, it's interesting, too, by the way, folks, nobody, nobody is talking about the NDP and where they fit in in all of this. And Jagmeet Singh, everyone's kind of forgotten about him, it seems. I mean, maybe that's what the liberals wanted. And I think that presents a challenge to the conservatives. I guess it's, it's uh, more of a one-on-one -on -one kind of election contest. But it's interesting how much the NDP have fallen off the map here. 974-8255 is our number, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.